Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 85, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Fonnie Abadiel. I'll tell you what, Fonnie, I'm feeling like strangely energetic today. Like I sat down at my desk and I started getting ready to do the show and I was just like, yeah, this is good. I like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's been fairly busy. I went and saw a cool movie last night that I can't talk to anyone about because it's not going to be released until next Christmas. Oh, look at you getting the exclusive <laughs> scoops. Look at you. Yeah. Um, got an invite from from the guy that I'm seeing. And I was like, are you sure that you want me to go with you to this this upper crust movie? And apparently I blend into other, you know, parts of society pretty well. So I'll take that as a win. Yeah. How about you? How have you been? I've been good. Uh, before Greg's surgery, uh me, him, and my family, we all went out to see Hamilton together. Ooh. Yeah. Because it's like the official production and it's on tour right now. And it came through Cleveland. Uh, and they mm-hmm. had dates literally the night before surgery. So we got a bunch of box seats and we're just looking. And the King George was wonderful. King George is like my favorite character from Hamilton. Is great. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, after that, he does uh, the, the "You'll Be Back" song, right? You'll be back. Time will tell. I don't want to get into the whole thing. I'm thinking about <laughs> doing that song for the Capcom talent show. Maybe, maybe. Ooh, maybe. I support this. Oh, thank you. But uh, we'll talk about the surgery in the new segment. Oh, oh, oh! Hello, my. S- <laughs> Oh, my screens just went weem and disappear. Can you still hear me? Oh fuck me! It, it's, yeah, can, it's happening you. again. Okay, wonderful. I'm glad you can it's hear just, me. You're blinking in and out of existence. I sure yeah. am. This is so. Everything is happening so much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm leaving. It don't stop coming and it don't stop coming and it don't stop coming and it don't stop coming. <laughs> it's basically in december it's like you better watch out you better watch out you better watch out you better watch out (laughs) that's what it felt Uh like oh my god i'm going to leave all that in that was ridiculous (laughs) fuck me Uh, Uh i'll talk more about uh daddy's surgery in the new segment but uh other than that i've been on like a hardcore warhammer kick hardcore warhammer kick lately because uh, I've as, seen the progress on your latest build. You have. You have. Uh, as you know, Fonny, and as all the listeners know, I have very cyclical obsessions. I'll go so hard on something for a couple months and then I'll just drop it and then do all the way in on something else. And then, you know, ad nauseum, rinse, repeat. And so like about twice a year, I get the Warhammer kick. And this mm-hmm. obsession cycle has seen me... Uh, 3d print on my filament printer because my resin printer is muerto sad face um 
on my FDM printer, I've been printing out, for those who know what this is, a Legion Mastodon for my Imperial Fists. It is big. Big. It is big. Uh it in in universe it fits 40 space marines or four dreadnoughts uh in the real world it is about twice as big as a land raider which in of itself is sizably larger than a rhino armored personnel carrier and it's if you don't know what any of that means it's a giant hunk of resin that usually costs six hundred dollars but i printed it for about fifty dollars and i'm really happy about that fifty dollars and a bunch of time and energy so kind of evens out in the end yeah but still fifty bucks is fifty bucks fifty bucks is fifty bucks i'll take that over six hundred any day of the week and it's just so much fun just like setting up the the filament printer is just so much more fun to use than the resin printer because there's no dangerous chemicals it's just you turn it on it it spits it out it builds it up and you can instantly hold it as soon as it's done you don't have to post process it, it's great i love it but mm-hmm. that's what i've been up to uh well yeah yeah uh but we are an advice show and we are an advice show that is supported by our wonderful, beautiful patrons. And would you like to do the honors? Of talking about all our wonderful patrons? Yes. And saying their names? Oh, yes. <gasps> oh, I would love that. I would love that. And I want to tell us. you which tier everyone is. And well. what the tiers mean and what you get for them. <gasps> Gasp. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I would love nothing more. Okay, let's jump right into it. Yes, let's. On the Patreon, currently in the $1 vanilla tier, that gets you a username shout out on the podcast. We have Casa, Danielle, Darlene Lattle, Gosh Cheeks, Manic Pixie Panda, Navi Red Panda, Raystar, and Red. In the $5 Kingster tier, that also gets you access to the photo channel with beautiful spicy photos by your uh, dearest Jazzy. We've got Baby Alexi, Chels, Lindsay, Lux, Meerkat, Ragtime, Retro, Skywalker Branch, The Starling Family, Stitchlet, and Tyranid Twinkie. Great. In the $10 fetishist tier that gets you also an extended shout out and access to the video channel. Also spicy. We've got the beautiful Maya Chu, Neo Cryptid, Pandagoran, and Silky. In the $15 Sinner tier that gets you co director input on all things Dear Jazzy, we've got Kiffy and Koneko who says, Bawoo! In the $20 Deviant tier that gets your name written on Jazzy's body for the content that she has planned, we've got AO, who writes in The Secret of Freedom Lies in Educating Littles, whereas The Secret of the Big's Tyranny is in Keeping the Littles Ignorant. That's philosophy right there. That is philosophy. I love how every week AO comes in hot with some, like, real revolutionary shit. Yeah, revolution is nigh. It's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Brian who says, drink water, pee pants. We've got Daddy Gray who says, remember to practice safe text and proofread before sending. We've got Juicebox and Spade and Jess. We've got Let's Call Me Joe who says, this shout out is brought to you by Corona. What other beers drink when they're dehydrated? And we've Luna got... literally just sent in their shout out. P. Just okay. the letter. P. Just the letter P. P. Luna says P. You must have Luna must have one of those all letter P keyboards. Yeah, it's just the letter P on every single key. Every single letter. <laughs> Including enter, backspace, arrow keys. It's, it's P the whole way down. 
<laughs> and sorry for those who know. Yeah. <laughs> for those who know, I'm laughing with you. Uh, we've got Lupin, or Lupin. Uh, we've got Personalius, who says, back to functioning. We've got Pope Felix, who says, Mr. T is stored in the balls. He sure is. Sure is. He's been there the whole time. He sure is. We've got Sluggy and Soup and Summer, who says, the cost of a desire is that of a thought. Also philosophical. I got a whole bunch of philosophers up in here. Listen, the past few episodes have been so cerebral. Like, it's like a diaper philosophy podcast. Anywho, uh, we're going to get into the news. When they say it's all actually set up a working soundboard so I can do that, like, track during the actual recording of a show. So everyone here Ooh. also gets in on the joke, like, because we tried doing it once with Riverside and that just did not work out well. I just need like a soundboard. Anyways, the news, Daddy Gray had his surgery and it went swimmingly. It went very well. Um, he is recovering <clears throat> right now and has been since last Friday. Uh, he is progressing rapidly and is rapidly testing my patience because he won't sit the fuck down and not fuss with anything because he's a workaholic and I love him, but he's going to mm-hmm. give me hemorrhoids if he keeps stressing me out. <laughs> Joe, I'm trying to keep him on that couch. I'm, I'm really trying, but uh, for someone who just got all cut up in, in all, all up in his, um, his nether regions and having his belly button removed and getting a total hysterectomy, and everything he sure is getting around the house pretty damn well but i worry a lot <laughs> but uh i will joe says gray let jazzy take care of you so honey when you listen to this tie him up he says <laughs> no don't, don't threaten him. him down now tie him up yeah don't threaten him with a good time anyways uh the surgery went really well and my screens are exploding once again. This is wonderful. So I'm just going to like keep on talking. Um, so the surgery went really well. Uh, we were there at the hospital literally all day long. Uh, and since then I've been sleeping on, uh, he's on the couches in our living room. So I'm sleeping on the couch across from him and everything. I'm going to go back to this young calendar doesn't count cats. So I've been sleeping like shit. <laughs> um, I've been wanting mm-hmm. to like be there for him in case he needs help up to go to the bathroom, but he's starting to be able to like lift himself up the couch now. So that's great. So I'm going to go back to uh, our bedroom because my neck and back are just like, girl, you need to not sleep on the couch. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so that's going well. Mm-hmm. It's been really nice to uh, both of us. Our days are basically just like him on one couch, me on my couch and paralleling the whole day it's really really beautiful and really thoughtful the vibes are wonderful in the starshine house i'm really glad to hear that hey thank you thank you so much and i hope the rest of the recovery goes well no complications knock on wood knock on wood Mm -hmm. but yeah um uh let's okay uh other piece of news is uh I've been talking really excitedly about how I'm going back to school. Unfortunately, it's not going to be this semester. There was a complication with my financial aid and my Pell Grant and how those things worked with each other. 
because my original plan was to take a bunch of classes at a local community college and then transfer them in, but I had too many credits. And then, so I just applied to the four year university where I was planning on attending, got in, woo, um, got my student ID and everything only to find that literally all of their online sections are full and they don't offer very many online classes to begin with. So I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, so this semester was probably not going to work in the first place because I have to edit uh, our entire D&D show that we're doing with Personalia, Sterling Lattle, Amy Fox, and Astra. Uh, I have to do that. I have to take care of Gray for the next month, month and a half. Uh, I have my own surgery and it's just like, meh. So instead of giving up, I'm doing it next, next semester. Woo. Hell Yeah. Oh, and Joe says, and Capcom. Yes. Yeah. Capcom's going to be huge. I am already planning on taking a whole bunch of time off work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping to not get uh, COVID again. (laughs) But uh, that would really... I've got the sense of humor of a... um... Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I was going to say, if I got COVID at Cap and was going to school, that would just fuck me up in classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh... I've got the sense of humor of a 14 year old um, most of the time. So I saw that Steel Panther is going to be playing during the Capcom weekend. Yes. You invited me to that. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be going and hopefully watching them uh, perform Weenie Ride live. <laughs> God damn it. They're such a wonderful I mean, band. You should get Satchel yeah. <laughs> to sign your diaper. Oh my God. <laughs> You were taking it back. You definitely just said that. I uh. definitely just said that. And you, I definitely just pushed a button. <laughs> you are. It was s- more of a, is that horror? Is that, is that horror that I feel? <laughs> You're blushing. <laughs> Am I frightened? Well, yeah, cause it's embarrassing. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm so sorry if that pushed a boundary. <laughs> Christ. You are one of the few who can. Oh, bless. Hey, speaking of our ooey gooey, wonderful, cute, awfully adorable friendship, did you get your Christmas mm-hmm. card? I did not. Not yet. Not yet. I brought I brought the mail in, but I didn't look at it. She. <laughs> it might be taking a little bit look longer. Look at my it might be a little bit longer because Canada, all my other people got their, got their holiday cards. Mm-hmm. Dude. Um, also, here's a secret just for you and no one else. Yeah, um, what's, up? what's up? I haven't sent out any of my Christmas cards yet. That's okay. I forgive you. You know, it's serious. When <laughs> so I you t- might be getting one in the new year. That's fine. That's, that's okay. <laughs> oh, big yawn. Thank you for understanding totally it's all good i got we're all just look we're all doing our best out here we really are Mm -hmm. uh other than that we have officially a new sponsor Uh, i talked about this a couple episodes ago but the kansas city age players munch uh we finalized a deal and they are now sponsoring the show so they're going to get a uh, ad segment like abu and pouting power does and formerly camp buddy did so, so mm-hmm. 
I kind of miss Camp Buddy. I kind of do too, but they're still thriving and putting out updates and that game slaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sorry that I yawned in the middle of an exciting like new sponsor segment. Uh, please don't de-sponsor. I actually am excited. I'm just so sleep deprived and fatigued from taking care of my ailing husband. <laughs> well, the ad read is going to be the most exciting thing that you'll ever hear. It's going to, it's going to absolutely slap you. All right. Knock uh, your tits right off. It's going to knock them right off. Free mastectomy. <laughs> <laughs> All the trans vets just start lining up for the show. <laughs> just mm-hmm. <laughs> Now that's some gender euphoria I can get behind. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are an advice show. And it's an advice show where I yawn a lot. Uh, yeah. Every week I just yawn so much. Uh, oh the the young count's going to be off the charts let's just not even try uh i think i can take this first one though sure so this is from maya chu pronouns she her and she writes i very much want to start hormones but have not so much as been to a therapist where do i start also i'm not ready to come out uh is starting home hormones a bad idea if I'm not going to come out as well. And that's where my two pronouns, she, her. And as soon as I saw this question in the general chat, I was like, okay, this needs to be like the prime question of the episode, because this is mm-hmm. <sighs> it's so on the money and I'm so fatigued. I'm sorry, but it's been, that was, um, yawn number redacted. Yes, it is. But it has been, um, I think it's been over a year since we talked about this on the show. So it's high time to talk about it again. So I'm going to be speaking from a U.S. lens. Uh, My choose, since I know that you also live in the U.S., uh, this will be helpful to you. But if you're listening outside the U.S., this likely some bits and pieces of it may or may not apply. Um, so I think that transitioning at any time is a good idea. And here's why. Uh, if you are trans femme, it is relatively easy to hide your transition uh, because the only like super duper, duper, duper noticeable thing that you'll have to hide will be your breast development. And that's pretty easy. If you take a page out of the trans mask book, if you have fucking badonks like I do, you can bind. And there you go. Or you can wear a compression shirt or anything like that. Uh, And that's only after you go through a ton of breast development. Um, All the other effects are generally easier to hide. I swear. I swear I'm trying so hard right now. (laughs) I'm doing my best. I'm so sorry. Um, So I think, you know, you have nothing to gain by waiting. And you have nothing to lose by starting. So just like dive in head first. Uh, when it comes to where to start, uh, find a clinic or hospital system that works on the model called informed consent. And what that means is uh, if you go into there and say, I'm trans, I know I'm trans, I want to be screened and start treatment. They'll say, okay, We will take you at your word, sign some papers, and we'll get you started. Uh, That's the route that I went 
uh, when I started taking hormones back in 2017, uh, was I went in, I had, uh, I think I had like one appointment or two appointments. Maybe the first appointment was to get blood work and to talk. The second one was to give me my meds. And I remember just crying. I was so excited because I was expecting to have to go through like a year of back and forth with like providers and insurance and everything. And they're like, Nope, here you go. You can start. Uh, as a trans femme person, uh, you can expect to take, uh, some sort of E, whether that be, uh, injectable or estradiol tablets. I took the tablets. Uh, I think everyone's body is different and everyone reacts to different types of hormones differently. And then the other one will be a anti-androgen or a T blocker. And for that, I took spironolactone. And what that will do is that will uh, suppress your testosterone uh, until you have an orchiectomy or uh, other bottom surgery. Um, the other thing to consider is um, the resources uh, that are required to transition. And that is basically like, do you have health insurance? Okay, there you go. That's your hormones sorted. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is uh, if you don't have the financial resources, Planned Parenthood will absolutely hook you up with HRT. They absolutely will. And going to them for your uh, hormones is way better than going to some sketchy website that has like back alley peddled hormones or like estrogen tea quote unquote that I've heard is a thing. And it, you get like 0.1 milligrams of estrogen per glass. And it's like, that's not, that's not a thing. Do it all through official channels, have a paper trail. It will definitely serve you better in the long run. If you do it all over, over the table officially through a doctor and everything like that. Uh, Fani, do you have any insight for the Canadian side of things? Uh, the Canadian side, I know that our system is like just as, as stretched thin as what I've heard from, from other people from other places. Um, like we have very few experts and they're spread apart. And their their waiting lists are pretty long. Like the Canadian health healthcare system is kind of based on like yes, you will get care um, eventually. But because we are so socialized uh, with it, you're going to have to wait a bit to get it. So can't say much on it. Just that it's it's not magic up here. And I I linked a video in in the side here uh, from Philosophy Tube where Abigail Thorne talks about her experience with the British healthcare system recently. Um, it, so that might a... be. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that might be worth a watch. It is. It is a little heavy though because Abigail Thorne went through the ringer. It is absolutely a lot. So if you live in a country with socialized healthcare, healthcare, first of all, congratulations. And second of all, the wait is horrendous. If you live in the United mm -hmm. States, you get care almost instantly if you have money or insurance. So it's like the worst fall world, unless you have uh, government insurance in the United States where everything is free. And then 
you magically are gifted the best healthcare in the world. And it's like, well, shit. Okay. But, uh, speaking to the trans mask side of things, um, it is a bit different because tea does not come in pill form. Uh, as if you are trans mask, you probably know this testosterone comes in a topical gel that you rub on your thighs or, uh, you can inject it. Um, the gel is exorbitantly expensive. The shots are less expensive. Um, Joe, it does not come in pill form because of the, uh, how it's absorbed into the body and what organs it goes through first, basically. Uh, but basically the trans mask side of the equation is going to be a bit different because of a legacy of sexism and patriarchy. And in those antiquated systems, the idea is to keep quote unquote women as much property as they can for as long as they can, which is why there's a lot of cis women that have trouble, uh, getting hysterectomies because the male doctors will look at them and say, well, you might want children someday. And that's all you are. All you are Mm -hmm. is a breeding ground. Your body is an object owned by men. And so what a lot of trans mask people face, even in informed consent situations is doctors going, do you really want this? And gaslighting. Uh, So brace yourself for that impact or go to like a reputable clinic that will actually hear you out and everything. And then Joe just put out a really good point. When Elliot page, uh, transitioned, there were pics of, uh, them pre-transition on Twitter and these toxic men were saying, look what was taken from us. That is like the major sentiment against trans masculine people. And it's fucking disgusting. Uh, also expect the same amount of like, you have to have two signed notarized pieces of paper from therapists from two different therapists. If you want a mastectomy, cause you might want them, uh, but not getting into the nitty gritty of like societal structures and everything like that. Uh, the trans mask journey is different. Uh, I've heard people say it's easier. It's not, it's just different. Uh, because your voice will basically come with testosterone. Your facial hair will come with testosterone. Your body redistribution will come with testosterone. It's pretty, pretty darn cool. All the stuff that he does, uh, on the estrogen equation, uh, it will thin out your body hair and facial hair and make it softer into filial hairs. So it's easier to manage, uh, if you, if you deal with acne, you'll have less acne. Like I used to have cystic acne, pretty darn bad. Uh, and that just like went away totally when I transitioned, going to find some wood to knock on. Uh, e will also redistribute your, your weight. I used to be six foot six one. I'm now five nine. That is not an effect that everyone has reported, but some people have it. I am one of them. Um, Obviously you will grow boobs. If you exercise, uh, like I did, you will start developing breast milk. And that's something that I do every single day, just so I can continue doing that. Cause I think it's cool. Uh, it's also perfectly safe. There's no like genetic weirdness in that. 
Uh, Jill also says, and this is a really important point. HRT can help reverse, uh, balding, which is awesome. Um, T on the other hand can introduce male pattern baldness, uh, because you are, you know, transitioning to the male experience. Like you are a man when you transition. So you're going to deal with male pattern baldness, unfortunately, uh, but, um, you're still going to have your, your mother's chromosome that gives you that gene. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that is, ev- I think that's, I think that's everything. Question mark. Did I miss any like important notes? Um, I had a thought in my head. Oh, right. So I was going to talk about the, the, um, female, presenting medical experience please do please walking do. into <laughs> walking into a doctor's office and having them dismiss you because oh but you're a woman you couldn't possibly know these things mm-hmm. uh-huh oh yeah or yeah with the, with the whole hysterectomy deal and having your tubes tied and things like that i was extremely lucky to get my tubes removed on the first ask oh that's awesome uh, even my 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 referring doctor even was like, wow, that's really surprising. Um, and my referring doctor, whenever I first asked him, I was like, hey, I'm looking for permanent stylization. He was like, okay, I will absolutely send this fax over right now. Look at me sending it, but expect it to be turned down. And I was like, that is exactly what I've heard. Thank you for the morning. Mm-hmm. And luckily everything turned out for me, but that's not always the case. And there are definitely doctors. I've had friends, um, you know, here that I had it done on the first try and they were like, I've been trying for eight fucking years. Eight years and the doctor still says, okay, but it's kind of a liability for you because you might change your mind and then blame me for taking away your uterus. <sighs> eat a dick. <laughs> right? Just eat a dick. <laughs> yeah. God. Um it's like the but whole yeah, there's, thing there's is a like, lot of a dismissal yeah uh, just because they think like oh well y- you couldn't possibly know what's best for you You're silly woman how do you know <laughs> yeah seriously it's, it's just kind of ingrained they're not uh making this decision because they're malicious and awful they're making it because society has told them that this is how they should respond to women which is in a malicious and awful way <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most um, <clears throat> affirming things ever is when I went to a, a doctor's appointment and uh, I was talking to a receptionist and she was just not taking me seriously. And I was just like, oh my God, I've completed my transition. I'm not being taken seriously <laughs> by men. Let's go. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I was just like, oh, horrifying. fuck you. But I'm so glad I'm being read in that way. I uh, was what talking... would gratifying and horrifying at the same time be? Mm, yep. <laughs> yes. Um, my uh, I was talking before the show about this, but uh, the local Starbucks uh, has been reading me as trans mask. And that's hilarious to me because it's incredibly validating because I'm non-binary and that being perceived and clocked as trans mask has been my transition goal basically since square one. 
like that is totally like my vibe and my aesthetic and everything. So it's just like, I, I, I think I just, I don't know how to even describe my gender. I'm just kind of like gender goblin. Like you're like masculine question mark, but in a feminine question mark way. Tomboy is the word I was looking for. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Tomboy. If Tomboy was a whole gender more than just a vibe, that's me. Yep. <laughs> Tomboys are hot, says Joe. Yes, they are. Uh, if you want to get involved in the live chat on the show, send us an email, dearjazzypodcast.com, so you can get into our Discord and join in the live discussion. This episode, Dear Jazzy, is brought to you by Padding Power, the ABDL-themed trading card game from Zakiru. If you're looking to collect and play a great new card game while supporting creators in our community, please visit paddingpowertcg.com. You can also join the community Discord where you can connect with fellow players and get a game or two in. Plus, me and Fani both have signature cards. Again, paddingpowertcg.com. Fani, I feel very confident with our answers on this one. Are we ready to press on? Yeah, and I just want to thank you for taking that. Um, I feel like I learned here as well. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, and I... Um, I'm hoping that someday I know, I know enough to be able to contribute more. But uh, in the meantime, I'm really glad that I have a friend like you oh, who, who just knows these things. Making me blush on camera. Gosh. Heck. Yeah. And then explaining the whole like why tea doesn't come in a pill form thing. Um, that was that was really interesting. And I I've seen that before where it's like, oh, this medication isn't really viable. Like you can't um, take insulin orally because it's not absorbed the right way. But they are in trials uh, to make insulin a um, a pill that dissolves in your mouth. Finally, and it's still delivered to the right to the right uh, places in your body. It's still in mouse trials, but it's looking pretty promising. Finally, on more yeah. of a funny note, uh, when I went on the camping trip with Luna, we had a whole bunch of edibles, and I learned that if you subuclely dissolve an edible under your tongue, it goes to your brain immediately. Oh, and I've okay. yet to try this. <laughs> it's kind of like if you take acid through your eyeball, you just instantly get high. Also, kids don't do acid. But <laughs> don't do acid through your eyeball. Don't do acid through your eyeball. You could go blind. And also, uh, that's a thing I learned in college because a kid in my hallway did that. And we just like we all joined arms around him and we went like, ooh, chase the dragon. And he was like, ah! He was just, oh, my God. It was, it was so mean. And it was so funny. <laughs> so the RA came in and we're, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And we were like, this jackass dropped acid through his eyeball. And he was like, oh, my God. And he just continued his rounds. <laughs> Oh, college. Oh, college. Uh -huh. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, I was an RA. That sounds about right. It's like, you don't, you don't really intervene unless someone's actually having a problem. So, yeah, I can see yep. you being an RA. You've got those like good like vibes about you. The good knock that shit off vibes. Yes, precisely. Indeed, <laughs> like cut that yeah, shit I out. It. I believe it. I'm going to put yeah. you on academic probation if you don't cut that shit out vibes. Oh, Ethan is typing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ethan's typing. Ethan's typing. She has the look trademark. She's got the look 
<laughs> um, but yes, no, I, I make Ethan wilt very easily by just giving them the try it again. Look. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you, it sounds like you have the look that melts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am ready vision. to go into the next question though. Wonderful. Do you want to take it? Uh-huh. It's from Briah who is asking dear Jazzy and Fonny. I posted a picture in a few discords and it has had a negative response and I wanted your opinions. I posted the picture below for you to explain to the listeners. Uh, I thought that the picture was being inclusive, that it was saying the bathroom was for everyone. However, some feel the sign is insulting and it's making a joke out of an issue many people deal with uh, every day. I normally deal with trauma or everything else with humor, so I didn't find it offensive. I wanted your thoughts. And for the listener, it is a bathroom sign with the handicap symbol, a female, male, and um, the the combined female-male symbol, uh, and a reclining alien. Um, and underneath it says, whatever, just please wash your hands, restroom. I also deal with trauma, with humor, and whenever I see a sign that says whatever, just wash your hands, it's just like, oh, thank God. Because it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, like in a perfect world, we get to the point of a, of trans acceptance where, you know, it, we just get to the point where it's just like someone's gender is just like another unremarkable thing about something. It's not like, oh, you're trans and you're a special unicorn. It's just like, oh, you're trans. That's fine. You're also a person. Anyways, mm -hmm. I need to go to this meeting and I'm and I'm late and everything. It's just like that is like the kind of like radical acceptance I hope to see where being trans is just like not a special thing. It's just like a thing that everyone accepts as normal, making trans be part of the normative in our culture, I think is the ultimate end goal. For a lot of people and obviously yes we should absolutely still have pride in everything and everything i just said that twice but the idea of heteronormativity and cis normativity eroding away over generations to the point where being trans is just normal and accepted as part of everyday life as like a you know like kind of like how racism is these days and i want to point out i am not drawing a comparison between racism and transphobia i just want to put this out there where like if someone is a racist these days everyone just looks at them like what are you stupid and, like mm -hmm. the whole idea that <clears throat> the whole idea of trans liberation is that like in however many years and generations it takes if someone's being transphobic everyone just looks at them like are you stupid what are you talking about and we're starting to, you know, make progress towards that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, obviously facing opposition along the way. But in a very contentious Congress, I should point out that Congress in the United States just passed a bill. And it was signed into law today uh, by President Biden. That was uh, same-sex marriage protections. And that's important because the Supreme Court has shown us that they can and will overturn decisions. So the government scrambled to protect those uh, rights that we fought so long to get so they couldn't be taken away. 
And that's really, really freaking cool that we are able to do that in the current political climate. So I do think that I'm very much the optimist at the end of the day. And I really do think that one day we'll get to a place where someone's gender expression is a whatever thing. Like, okay, that's cool. Where it's just like, no one looks at me differently because I have purple hair. It's just so normal. No one looks at me because I have gauges. It's like gauges are so normal and have been for such a long time. And my dream is one day people won't look at me because I'm trans and non-binary. It's just another, it's just an aspect of my human experience. And that I think is like the liberation that a lot of people are hoping for. So when I say whatever, it's not just saying we are safe. It's saying not only are we safe, uh, we also like don't care. Just, just wash your hands. It's kind of like the litmus test of like, are if you take the shopping cart, will you return it to the to the to the carousel in the parking lot? That sort of thing. Glacia is an incredible point. Uh, none of these have Braille on them, so they're not accessible. Um, but the other part of this is is just like I see uh, accessible man, woman, gender queer, and then reclining alien. And it's just like, oh yeah, that's relatable, but I'm that last one. <laughs> so I think it's mm-hmm. funny. I can understand why people would not think it's funny. And I understand how people would take offense to this. I think it's fucking funny because it's just like, yeah, alien is kind of the closest to <laughs> what I've got going on as it were. Uh, Casa says, I think the question is more, should real trans acceptance, I don't care sign just be, this is a bathroom rather than trying to humor. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good point. And I think, I think that's, I think that's what I'm trying to say in so many words. It's like, just have a bathroom, be a bathroom. It doesn't have to be like a labeled thing. Yes. Yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, I have I have thoughts on this. We have uh, I've posted a couple of signs uh, in the in the chat over here. One of them is, of course, the two genders, uh, mermaid and centaur. Naturally, and underneath it says whatever. Just wash your hand. Wash, just wash your hands. And uh, we actually have this sign uh, up on one of the the bathrooms where I work because it's it's a single use bathroom. There's no reason for it to be gendered, so we just slapped that that on the door. Um, but it's also a very chill place. It's a place where you play board games. Um, and just have snacks and things like that. So this sign fits with like the culture of the place that it is. It's very much like a, we're so casual. Here's some mm-hmm. fantasy creatures. Um, <clears throat> I also posted a sign below it where I can see where someone might get upset, where it's just like, okay, here's the female symbol, here's the male symbol, and then there's an alien. Where it's like, okay, I'm not either of the first two. So are you calling me a mythical creature? Or are you othering me? Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, I can understand how that would be othering. Yeah, there's definitely differences in the signs. There are many types of these whatever, just wash your hands signs. I really like the first one. The second one is definitely iffy with that context. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Like you, I also frequent nerd stores and I have seen the the two genders being mermaid and centaur before. Um, 
they hit different, right? Both these two mm-hmm. signs, they they hit different. And I want to talk about or one of them is it's pure humor. And the second one is like, OK, there's a little bit of realism. Yeah, exactly. But if an alien wants to use the bathroom, comes down from their spaceship, they know that it's a safe bathroom for them to use, you know? Um, this, is, this is a bathroom for them. This is a bathroom for the aliens that probably definitely exist. Uh, but getting into, like, for example, I spent the entire day in the hospital with, with, uh, with Gray. And a lot of that, you know, I had to find the bathroom multiple times and it's like, oh shit, that one's gendered, that one's gendered. Boom, there it is. And uh, it just said family, family restroom. And it was their single stall situation. And I think in a hospital setting, having the centaur and mermaid might be a bit inappropriate. Uh, yes. Because it's a more serious environment, right? Just like a, an office or a work workplace would be. So having like, um, having like the trans symbol, um, having um, just any sort of thing that isn't othering, but is still incredibly uh, clear, I think would be really great. Uh, Luna says safe is the keyword. People need to be safe, period. Absolutely. I am all on board plan. Make every bathroom non-gendered and every place should have like by law, by ADA should have a single stall restroom available for the general public. Absolutely. And like, I think I, I think I'm going to talking stick at this point because I think I ran out of juice <laughs> on that point. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely the, prefer the vibe of places that I go that have all gender restrooms. Um, like the signage that I usually see around here is either unisex bathroom, uh, ungendered bathroom, or all gender bathroom, or just toilets. Yeah, water closet. <laughs> Love that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, yeah, there's this, uh, this one lovely little bar that we have, um, that just has ungendered bathrooms. There's just like the two rooms that used to be gendered and now they're not. And -hmm. everyone just kind of vibes with it. Every once in a while, you'll see like this very cishet man go up to the bar and ask one of the bartenders, which one is the men's room? Yeah. (laughs) And then be like, oh, whenever he's told that they're both free for use. Yeah, and he gets, like, so uncomfortable um, about it. Joe... But generally, it's just kind of like a little, huh, okay. And then they go use the bathroom anyways. Yeah. Joe in the chat said that he wishes that bars would have stalls with doors on them in the men's room, and that's big true. Like, when I used to play in the band and play in, like, seedy dive bars, all <laughs> we would all go in together as a band into the bathroom because that's what we did. We're, you know, it see died bar. They're not going to let the little genderqueer little, like, like tiny little scrawny punk rocker with blue hair go into the bathroom alone. So we would all go in together and I'd do my makeup and they would, you know, hang out and everything. But none of the fucking stalls would ever have doors either because people would kick them down or the owner would take them i don't know what the culture is of men's rooms and bars not having doors but we we need to cancel that that's canceled 2023 we're oh we are calling in ethan Ethan, can you confirm or 
or deny whether the bars that uh, you've been to have uh, doors? Anyone who has ever experienced a, a men's restroom in a bar, can you please chime in the chat? The one you play at does. Interesting. Oh, but those are also the ungendered bathrooms, are they not? Oh, but it's falling apart, says Ethan. The stalls. Okay, I think I just need to take you to more bars and <clears throat> make you go look at the bathrooms. All the stalls in the goth club, goth clubs here in Cleveland have doors and all of them are ungendered because goths mm -hmm. don't care about gender. Shocker. That's true. Gender is the most ungoth thing that you could ever have. Oh my God. It's so mainstream. Oh my God. Gender is literally for posers. <laughs> Purse just says friends, 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 diapers, <laughs> which sure, sure. This episode of Dear Jazzy is brought to you by AB Universe, the world's leading provider of ABDL and Incon products. If you want to support the show while restocking your petting stash, check out at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors or the sponsors channel in our discord for 10% off your order of 50 or more. Anyways, we really got off on a tangent there. Uh, I feel really confident with those answers. Are we ready to move forward? And I think it's your turn to read. I do believe it is. It's a very thick question, though. Could I call in? Do you want to go to the next one? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Then we'll work backwards. <clears throat> this is from Casa. And let me refresh myself. Casa uh, uses he, him. Excellent. Okay. Just checking my notes. From Casa, pronouns he, him. Dearest Jazzy and friends. I've recently become interested in very subtle CG, meaning caregiver, energy, like a daddy eating pizza crust. Can you think of other ex examples of subtle things a CG can do in public that no one would notice except the, li the little there and small <laughs> and small and <laughs> much love daddy Casimir. He him not an actual daddy. <laughs> so <Ooh>. this is... <laughs> So this is directly related to a conversation we had 15 minutes before the show started in the S&P Discord, <laughs> where uh, Casa and MZ, who are uh, friends in the S&P server, uh, they were in New York City, land of the best pizza in the world, and MZ does not like crust. And so in a, in a fit of heresy, left the New York city pizza crusts. I was going to throw them away. And I think that's heresy because I think the crust is the single most integral part of the pie. But also I understand, you know, that food sensitivities are a thing. And every <laughs> Luna says, I took a side. I really did. I, I really did. I know that Chicago fans may take issue with that i vastly prefer and honestly if we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of it i really think the detroit style or midwest rust belt pizza is really fucking delicious honestly i'm very yes. equal very equal opportunity with my pizza love i interrupted you fawny no I, I i was just chiming in whenever you said detroit style to say yes absolutely i agree it's the best it's the best that's the style that i make at home uh <laughs> Luna says oh, she's no. a New Yorker. 
<laughs> spelled y-o-w-k-a-h um i think that eating the pizza crust is very like oh i'm i don't want these can you take the crust off i think that's very very vibalicious um i think the most clear example of passive cg energy is ordering for someone mm -hmm. or if you go to if you pull through a fast food place just like defaulting to the equivalent of a happy meal at that restaurant that's good vibes oh my god that's really good vibes <laughs> and then yeah. uh if they forget the toy or or just in general if there's something wrong with a food order saying um actually she wanted this and like correcting for them because so many of us are conflict avoidant that is like mwah, such a thing um that's really really great um a thing that uh gray does that really really i you know push my buttons i love so much is he has like this body language he has like this thing he does with his hand that like summons me to his side to hold his hand and we have like a set of protocols of like if we're going through a store or something when do we double file when do we single file holding hands in a certain direction we have like a whole system and everything of like all right hold my hand or put your hand on the cart and it's just like so lovey and so beautiful and it's really fantastic uh Fonny, do you have anything Ooh, the holding the cart the holding the cart is a really good thing it's really good i'm blushing mm -hmm. on camera fuck <laughs> yep taking the bits off of their plate that uh a kid would usually say are gross like uh pickles or olives yep that's correct mm -hmm. um mm. perhaps helping them with their shoes Ooh, big one big one mm-hmm that's that's that one's not as subtle but like people do need help with their shoes sometimes they do lots of people suck mm -hmm. at knots yeah or just straightening up their clothes making sure that their their outerwear their, their jacket or whatever is on straight yeah reminding them that that they should be wearing their gloves and scarf uh gray will absolutely do another thing of like helping me put my coat on and like pulling out the chair for like when we go to like a fancy restaurant he'll like do the whole gentlemanly thing of like opening the door for me to get out of the car so i don't sully my dress and like really really like adorable stuff <clears throat> i'm sorry mm -hmm. i don't know why my or voice is like doing stuff tonight it's probably because you're exhausted. Yeah, it might be. Babe, that's the sleepy. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, were going oh, to say. Um, asking them uh, if they, they have their, the stuff that they usually carry with them, like making sure that they are keeping track of their stuff. Like, do you have your phone with you? Yeah, definitely. We do that check <clears throat> before we leave the house where uh gray will just be like all right keys wallet phone the point to me keys wallet phone all right girl. i also do keys wallet phone yeah keys wallet phone <laughs> and then he'll be like you know like touch the pocket where the thing is all right keys wallet phone girl and then like <laughs> it touch me because like i'm part of that checklist and everything it's really adorable 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Casa says, yeah, but I'm I'm a person who uh, literally last night this happened where I was like, where the fuck is my phone? I can't find my phone. And the guy that I was seeing was like, you mean the one that's six inches from your face on the couch cushion right there? Yeah, Do you want that right. one? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Casa says the little in question always needs help keeping track of their phone. Uh, if it's an iPhone, you can set up literally all your other Apple devices to ping each other. And it is so fetch. That is the one thing I am sad about with my Android, uh, the galaxy S 21 ultra. I love everything else about this because it has USB C and six fucking cameras, but I can't ping it from my Apple watch. And that makes me big sad. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, air tags are also a thing that are really good in like saying mm-hmm. basically the you know there's within the realms of consent and if this is something that is cool in the relationship in question, you can definitely say like, oh, I air tagged your wallet, your phone, your uh, luggage before you go on a trip as long as this is all consensual with the context of like, I know you're such a forgetful little, and that can be really adorable vibes. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Or, um, having them put labels in your clothes. Yes. So that you stop (laughs) losing your jacket. (laughs) There is this one thing where I'll like open up my dresser and the whole thing is reorganized and gray will just be like, Oh yeah. Uh, it was all cluttered. So I reorganized it for you. And just like, part of me is just like, fuck, I, I knew where everything was. And the other part of me is like, <laughs> Oh, ooh, woo, daddy fixed my dresser. <laughs> so it's a double-edged sword in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Never give that up. Yeah. It, it's real good. Uh, do you have any other tips as someone who finds herself in CG space more often than I do? Mm. Yeah, making them hold your hand before you cross the street. Oh, good vibes. Good yeah. vibes, yeah. And I think I think that's it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the whole making them hold your hand before you cross the street and ooh, one more, um making them walk on the inside of the sidewalk so that they're away from the cars. Yes, we do that too. We do that too. Yeah. Just very passively yeah. those things. There's no, I'm the grown up. I have the problems. If anyone's going to get hit by a car, it's going to be me. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Are you ready to do this? Uh, this one? Yeah. All right. Let's go back to Big Red 0603, uh, which is just Red. Um, sorry, Red. Red is they, them. Uh, red asks, <laughs> Dear Jazzy and whoever else is there. I go to my local BDSM group's parties fairly fairly often as a little. They all accept that, and no one has given me any grief for being there and being little, but I still feel like I stick out and I don't really belong. I'm the only ABDL in the group, and though there are other littles, they are definitely there for more typical BDSM things than little things, like uh, getting tied up or being hit. Do you have any advice for help with this feeling, or am I just not reading the room and should tone down my ABDL stuff in this more typical BDSM group? Thanks for any advice. Red. 
nah, fuck that. Don't tone anything down. You're in a BDSM group. That is literally the place where being radically yourself is radically accepted or should be radically accepted. Like being yourself entirely in that space should be the default. And if the group is not like that, bad vibes. Uh, there are some other littles in the group, which is awesome. Really happy to hear that. Uh, not specifically ABDL, but still little. That's adjacent. Unless they're littles, they're like, ew, we don't like ABDLs. They're cringy. Then fuck them. Start your own bullshit. Um, but honestly, I say send it. Don't tone it down. Own it. And like if another ABDL who's closeted sees you having a great grand time in the group, they, that might encourage them to come out as well. And then all of a sudden you have a new friend. Funny. What do you think? Uh, honestly, the same. Yeah. Um, our, all, our BDSM group is also kind of the, the group where like, there's a lot of crossover with the majority of the littles where like most of them are there for the impact play, the rope play and stuff like that. Uh, we used to have a bit of a, more of like a strict littles corner, but uh, the people who organized that aren't around as much anymore. So, so yeah, my good friend here, Ethan, um, feels exactly the same as Red uh, and has, has even said so in chat where like he shows up to the events and he's usually the only like little who is there for ABDL stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a problem at, at our dungeon too. Like lots of littles. Cause we have a dedicated room. That's like a playroom daycare situation, but only a couple mm-hmm. ABDLs, but, uh, they do a really, really good job at making the ABDLs feel welcome, uh, and accepted, which is really great and cannot be said for all, uh, places and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for us, it's like no one really brings up any issues with with ABDLs being around. So it, it should be fine to just like show up and mm-hmm. be ABDL, but like it's it's still difficult to like get into into the vibe of it and just feel comfortable when you're on your own. Definitely, especially if you're on your own. I'm one of those mm-hmm. people that I don't like going to things alone like i don't go to the movies alone i don't necessarily like to go shopping alone if i'm well that's a lie i do it a fair amount but i don't prefer it or you know just i don't like doing things alone and especially if it's a social function like going to a club or like a type club not like a club but also that that type of club as well yeah Mm mm-hmm I'm sorry, my throat yeah, just no. made like a sound directly into the mic. I was sitting here and my oh, throat no. just went. Oh, <laughs> oh mouth sounds. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Ethan also brings up that uh, people that they know outside of the dungeon also go to the dungeon. So it's it's way harder to like mm. bring out that ABDL side whenever there's people that you know there. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is so wild mm-hmm. because if you, you know, if everyone is comfortable seeing each other naked, getting beaten, 
all of a sudden seeing someone in their little gear is different. You know what I mean? Like where, where's the line in which something exits the realm of being normal and enters the realm of being weird. That's such a strange delineation. Yeah. Well, one of them is like fairly sexual in nature, right? Where it's just like, ah, naked body, ah, getting hit. Okay. I can see how this is sexy and I can see how this is accepted in this space. And then there's the other one where it's like, okay, you've got your onesie and your diaper and your bottle and everything. And it's like, what, what is, what is happening? What are you getting from this? And like an outsider just does not understand. Mm -hmm. I think that is a, a big disconnect that a lot of people have is not being able to see like how BDSM and the community can be non-sexual in ways. And yes. there, there are definitely times in which like, I just enjoy impact play scenes because it feels nice and it releases endorphins into my brain and it makes me have yeah. the good feels. And it's not like a sexual it's like a massage. It is exactly. It's just like a massage. Like there are aspects of BDSM that can be like very beautiful and wholesome and at the same time, completely non-sexual. And I feel like a lot of people that go into dungeons they expect it to be all sex all the time and they get confused when they see someone like an ABDL just like in their space enjoying like their Game Boy or like reading a picture book or something because they'll look at that and say like, why is this hot? And the answer is, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily hot. Someone's just vibing as their true self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an alternative lifestyle. It definitely is. And a BDSM club is the safest place for alternative lifestyle people, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, everyone, please make some noise for Lawless Gray, otherwise known as Daddy, just entered into the show. Woo! Hi, Gray! Woo! Woo! Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> Anything more on that question? Uh. Yeah, Red, I support you. And um, yeah, I wish that I could be there at your dungeon with you to to be your other ABDL friend. Oh, wholesome. Wholesome. Grace says, I live. Honey, you are on the couch resting, right? Yes, he says yes. Okay, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, he better not be at the gym. Fuck. This episode of Dear Jazz is brought to you by the Kansas City H-Play Munch. The Kansas City H-Play Munch is your chance to meet littles, bigs, middles, ABDLs, DDLG enthusiasts, and H-Players of all stripes in the greater Kansas City area. The January Munch will take place on Tuesday, January 17th at 9pm at Wallow Pizza, 7433 Broadway Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Our table will have a star and a stick on it. All right. Uh, do you want to take this one, Fonny? Of course. Uh, we've got a question that reads, Dear Jazzy and Fonny, I decided to take the plunge and try organizing an ABDL munch for the first time with no previous experience with pretty much any form of leadership. I'm still in the planning stages, but I already announced a date and time and a specific location, uh, a Red Robin, uh, to host it at. And I just want to know if there's any advice on how to do it well and not have it fall apart at the seams. Also, a close longtime friend of mine who's very accepting and encouraging of this side of the 
of this side of me actually offered to accompany me, which is pretty cool. And this one is from Jill. Uh, she, her. Oh, event planning. Gotta love mm -hmm. event planning. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love planning events. Uh, I think it's great that you have someone uh, to go with you, be kind of a wing person and just like, you know, like we were just saying, like it's hard <clears throat> going places alone and doing things alone. So I'm glad that you have a person there. Uh, when it comes to actually like, how do you do the thing and have it not fall apart? Uh, I would definitely say maybe next time plan the whole thing out in its entirety with contingencies before announcing a date and time. But we are past that point and that's okay. Um, the biggest thing to keep in mind is really being comfortable with the fact that you don't exactly know who's going to show up. Uh, Gray used to do shows in the Cleveland area. That's how we met. Uh, he booked my band. And when you do a show, you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know who's going to buy tickets. All you know is the bands and the events and the venue. You don't know who is coming to see the bands. You don't know who is coming. Excuse me. Who's coming to the munch. And so being ready to accept everyone there as their true selves is a really big thing. Uh, I think another thing that'd be really important, especially because this is a Littles munch, is setting some ground rules because it is a vanilla neutral environment. So really hammering it home, like, please do not show up to a Red Robin in only your diaper is a fantastic ground rule to start with. Uh, and maybe like if you're going to talk about kink stuff, maybe keep it to, uh, you know, a loud whisper or a hushed tone or maybe even not at all because like, pardon me, as I said on the show, there's nothing more exhausting to me than talking to a new person and all they want to talk about is kink. And it's just like, no, I want to know you as a human being. Uh, Fonny, what do you think? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. The hushed tones whenever people talk about kink in public. Um, especially if it's in if it's in a group of people who all know what's going on and what you're into. Um, and I think that munches are a great way to like share local information like, oh, where's which store has the um, ABU diapers in stock right now? Um, where did you get your your onesie from because uh, I can see it poking out from your your overalls and stuff like that. And let's see, Jill just posted what she's got. Okay. Social gathering in that area, get to know each other and discuss our community and any other common interests we may have. Public restaurants, so stay safe for work and be courteous. Yep. Good. Adults only. Yep. Good. And yeah, I think You've got it covered pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, it looks like yeah, a the... fat life. Yeah, that's fat life. Mm hmm. You can tell. Yeah, I, I was going to <laughs> say. You can tell was, by the way that it is. Yeah, I was looking. I was like, I'm I'm 99% sure it's fat life. And then I looked in the upper left hand corner. I was like, yeah, it's fat life. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, uh, big ups for putting it as a FetLife event. That's a great way to communicate with people in the scene and also a great way to get unsolicited dick pics. Uh, but aside from that, it's a great way to communicate in the scene. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I would, that I would mention is be ready to have difficult conversations with people who don't follow the rules. Yes. Uh, be ready to hear out people who have concerns about other people. Absolutely. Because someone down the table from you might be like having the most awkward conversation of their life and be feeling really pestered by the person next to them. And you won't find out until later. Mm-hmm. By creating... And oh, I'm sorry. Maybe have a sign in. Get people to just sign in so that you can track who was at your event. Absolutely. At bare minimum, keep a head tally. I think kind of have a general idea of who people are um, who show up versus like who actually are RSVP'd from FetLife and stuff like that. I think the most important thing to remember, as soon as you start organizing the community, you in part become a community leader and being a community leader means that while you are in the role of community leader, you do have to kind of like sacrifice a lot of things. Like I do not like having to wear the moderator hat and I don't like having to ban people, but I do have to sometimes I don't like having to remind people of the rules or enforcing the rules, but I have to. And it's even more important because it's an in-person event with, uh, people's real selves showing up. And if someone malicious shows up, you have to be prepared to deal with that. Or if someone who's known in the scene as being a bad actor, you have to deal with that. And you kind of have to accept that you will be enmeshed in drama. Like that is, that's just part of how it goes and everything. And like really making peace with that is such a big part of being a community leader. But yeah, and also having fun is what it's about. Meeting Indeed. new people is what it's about. Absolutely. Being a welcoming host is saying, hi, I'm happy to see you. How are you? It really is. And like, really like putting out the energy that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. I don't even know what yawn we're on at this point. But I'm pretty sure Robin will be able to tell us the little statistician burb. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it is also totally okay to have an end time for a munch and be like, okay, I'm tired. Everyone, please go home. <laughs> yes, indeed. I think there actually is one on this RSVP. Uh, yes. When? Oh, beautiful. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's like a afternoon situation. Mm hmm. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Are we ready to do the last one? Yeah. And are you okay to read this one? I sure am. This is also from Princess Jill. Pronouns. She, her. Dear Jasmine Fawny. Do you have any recommendations for good ABZL YouTubers? I follow a couple like Absolute Lunacy, but I'm wondering if there are uh, more good ones that aren't sketchy or problematic. Uh, yes, there are. Uh, I'm a big fan of Zachary Roo. 
Zachy Rue is mm-hmm. fantastic and a sweetheart. Uh, I also like Little Lollycat. I don't think she's been involved in any drama. I don't think. Uh, her channel is on the reg, fairly wholesome and everything. Fonny, do you know of any? I actually don't. Oh. Yeah, going Not to... a single one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, we'll consider... But if anyone in the chat has any. By all means, yeah. Uh, we just had a thing in the furry fandom where every single poppy fur just came out as a baby fur. So find That's a poppy right. fur on YouTube. I'm pretty sure they'll be into diapers. <laughs> There's a very good chance. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't... Excuse me. When I watch... <sighs> Pardon me. When I watch YouTube... It's usually Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares, Master Chef, or Warhammer. <laughs> usually yep. in that order. That sounds like you. Yep. yep. The things that you would put in a pentagram to summon you. That's them. Yeah. The, the things that would go into a pentagram to summon me. Can we just like talk about that really quick? Because I absolutely love doing those like, like almost like an icebreaker exercise. Like, because I definitely think like, Warhammer paint, uh, like a Warhammer paint set, a Gordon Ramsay DVD, but where are the other three items? Because it's a five pointed star, right? Yeah. Hmm. 3D printer filament. Definitely. Uh, a plush of your fursona. Oh. Yeah. And oh, a sound mixer board thing. Ooh, that's a good pentagram. Yeah. For for <laughs> you, what would you put in your pentagram? And then I'll fill in the blanks. Uh, a sewing kit. Mm-hmm. And the second thing would probably be, um, anything Milky Chan the Fawn related. Oh no, my Milky Chan the Fawn purse. This thing right over here. Perfect. Okay, what else? I would put a Lolita dress, your favorite one. Uh huh. I would put the Sailor Moon wand and I would put your tablet pencil. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe like a D20. Can I recommend? Okay. Cause Milky Chan the font is already like the prime Lolita object. Like I was like, Oh, what would I take for my Lolita wardrobe? Is that purse? That's true. I would say my uh, studded jacket. Ooh, good choice. A duality of fawny. <laughs> the duality of fawn. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, that piece that you did for me of Jazzy as a as a articulated doll, like a like a mm, like a Barbie doll. Yeah. I've used that as a human ref for me multiple times. It is one of my favorite Aww. pieces of me. Um for those not in the know, Fonny did a piece for me that is me in my human form, not my fursona. And it's like a it's like a playset. So on one side, it's just and it's just like me in my underwear and like a like a tank top as like the base layer. But you can put on clothes like I have like my goth trench coat and then there's like my big stompy boots. But there's also like my favorite stuffy and then there's like my trademark onesie. And like two different, yeah, yeah, my my short alls, 
And what's really neat and what I really like is there's two different lengths of hair. Like you can have like my short choppy hair or you can have my really long hair that that I sometimes have. It's just like, oh, so cool. It's such a cool piece. I love it so much. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's still one of my favorites. It's so good. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for YouTubers. Yes, YouTubers. Thank you. Um, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right back to brian did say in mm. chat brian did say in chat that they follow k huck uh who is more of an incontinence and diaper review youtuber uh brian also says his wife learned about abtl diapers and started getting them for her husband that's really wholesome that's so cool yeah. you love but to also see abdl it. diaper brands um actually make quality products so that makes sense yeah, they make way better stuff than medical brands. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, Tenna. Womp womp. Womp womp. Wasn't it North Shore who talked about, they wrote a blog post about how the APDL community pushed the industry as a whole forward. Ooh, I'm going to have to look that up again. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's a great blog post. Super, super cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Bryce says the vice president wrote that. That's cool. Not Kamala Harris, no. Um, Not Kamala Harris, the vice president of, of North Shore. <laughs> yes, Kamala the, the Harris, the vice president of North Shore. <laughs> Kamala Harris wrote an open letter to the ABDL community. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. That's my vice president right there. All right. Uh, that is the future that liberals want. <laughs> it's a what we I want. Mean, Name name the last three things that Kamala Harris did. Oh, you can't. So how do you know that she hasn't written um, oh. like oh. essays on how great the Abadil community is has been, uh, has been for uh, diaper manufacturers? For those mm-hmm. for those who don't catch the joke, uh, Kamala Harris is good, and we like her. In case anyone yes. was crossing my our signals at all, yeah. What you got there? Twizzler? A gummy worm. Ah, I see. You want some? No, I'm all good. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, the the only gummies I ever liked had weed in them, and it's because they had weed in them. Because otherwise... (laughs) I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise, it's like a bad stem. I can't do gummy. Unless it's a means to an end. I can only do certain kinds. I can't do the ones that you bite into and they stick to your teeth. Yeah, I can't do that. It has to be that immediate give. I, the kind I, I really like, it's like a, it's like you bite down and you feel the sugar crystals and it has like a very light, not a crunch, but like a sift almost to it. And then you, oh. you, you close your jaw and then you can like grind your teeth together and there's all the individual crystals. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's not a terrible vibe. That's not awful. I can, I can dig that. Oh, what are those? Um. Uh, do any any uh, friends know of those those British ones, the fruit ones? Oh, um, fruit what? pastilles or pasties or whatever. Oh, what are those British gummy candy? Google, don't fail me now. No, not Haribo. Oh, what is this? And now we're going down the the raveners. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Is it uh, Taverners? No. I don't know. 
I that doesn't sound know. familiar. If you are one of the UK fans, please write into the show. Dear Jesse podcast at gmail.com. These uh, are the ones that I'm thinking of the Walter bridge fruit pastels. Yes. Yes. That was one of the ones that came up in the Google search. I was fine. Also jelly babies are great and they've just got like this, this thick outer coating to them. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I think, is that all the questions? Yeah, that's all the questions for this week. Awesome. Are you ready? To... It is. And we went on um, a few good tangents. We really did. We went pretty deep on trans stuff this week. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry once again for being fatigued and for mouth sounding into the microphone. Because <laughs> I monitor my voice through my headphones and sometimes I just hear like, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> in the middle of doing the show. All right. Uh, are you ready for me to do? Oh, wait, no, no. We have to talk about you and how we can give you money first. Oh, yeah. Give me money. Um, you can give me money by buying stuff from uh, Jazzy's merch store, uh, which she will talk about in, in a second here. You can also give me money by buying stuff from mine and Juicebox's merch store on Etsy. That's Etsy.com slash Assorted Crinkles. Um, or you can just ask me for my PayPal and just give me money directly into my hands. Please and thank you. It's Christmas, please. Please, please sir, may I have some more? Please, sir, may I um, have some more? <laughs> I love your your change from between your couch cushions. Um, it keeps the fires lit at night. And that's it for me. I still have my Twitter up. Uh, if you wanted to check out what I have done before, twitter.com slash funnyabdl for all my art and goodies. And back to Jazzy. Well, first of all, it's our merch store, comrade. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's just got your name on it is all. I mean... <laughs> I know. On, it's ours. I'm razzing. I there, gotta razz the jazz. It's. I'm actually going to look at the merch store right now. Is there? Hold on. Store. Is there stuff that has you depicted on it? Because there is a Tobin's piece which you drew. Gadzooks. Hmm. I'm not seeing funny stuff. Funny. We need to fix that. We need. To I make- will do a piece. Of our our hands coming together, one paw, one hand, and Aww. they're going to be fist bumping. Oh, yeah. that's so cute! Or just hand hearts, you know. Or we'll make can, it happen. Or I can get off my ass and go through my pictures folder and create new merch because everyone loves new merch. It's but true. It's true. Uh, okay, it is uh, time to do the thing. I the ha- thing the thing. I've been Jasmine Starshine. <laughs> Uh, previously I was on Twitter at little jazzy baby. The account is still up, but it is locked now. I believe you can still DM it. Maybe, uh, for now, the best way to get in touch with me is Jasmine Starshine number zero, zero, zero one on discord, uh, or email dear jazzy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to join our server or get in touch with me or send in a question, that's how you can do it. Excuse me. Uh, and also this show is, uh, supported by the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine, where you can join the cool kids that we talked about at the beginning of the show and get some nice porn of yours truly. And also thank you to our sponsors that help keep the lights on. If you want your own little ad segment, 
excuse me. I am so sorry. If you want your own little ad segment, hit me up and we can discuss a business arrangement because I love uplifting community projects and organizations. I think it's really cool. And it's funny because it's like I've gotten so many ad offers through Podbean, but all of them are like pseudoscience snake oil. Like one of them was literally like, take these pills and you'll lose 100 pounds. I'm like, that sounds dangerous. I don't want that on my show. So. You want your waist smaller and your dick bigger? <laughs> this pill? And probably do both. Yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for what you said, the tone, how it was delivered, any of it. I wasn't ready at all. <laughs> <laughs> what if I want my waist bigger and my dick smaller, Fonny? What then? How now, brown cow? <laughs> just, just don't take the pill, dude. <laughs> don't take the pill. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to sponsor the show, hit me up. We'll get you in the ad breaks. Dear Jazzy, it's an at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at at oddswithgod.com where you can visit my links, Fonny's links, our merch store links, and everything related to this show and everything else we do. I have been Jasmine fucking Starshine. I've been Fonny ABDL. <laughs> See you next time. Have a good night. Goodbye. Or good day. Uh, bye -bye. I don't know when you're listening to this. Fair it's up to you. Bye. <laughs> Get off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Grab your bags. Get out. <laughs> Don't miss your connections. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh my god, I can't okay. fucking breathe. Okay. Okay. I cry. Yep. Oh me too. We're <laughs> doing on the cam. Oh, we have a camera, Woo! and I have kelt objects. Oh yeah, it's Twister, motherfuckers. <laughs>